Hi everyone, I'm Lee Savile-Ixik and this is the Artsbound Podcast, where I speak with professionals from across the performing arts industries to capture bits of wisdom, insight, and inspiration for students and young professionals exploring careers in music, theater, and dance. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Kim Council, who is Associate Dean of Faculty in the School of Arts and Humanities at Bucknell University. I've known Kim for over 15 years, but I still learned bits about her professional aspirations that I didn't know before this interview. Kim talks about the variety of her work as a dean on a university campus, as well as a common dilemma for musicians whose primary work becomes teaching or administrative work, and that is, how do we continue to be musically active in our daily lives? Here's my talk with Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi, Lee. Thanks for taking time out of your your busy schedule to chat with us for a little bit. My pleasure. So uh, in the intro, I mentioned just briefly what you do, um, but I'll let you kind of explain a little bit more about how your your career path has led you to where you are now. Um, And maybe first, just to give people a little bit of uh, context of how you and I know each other. Um, we met when I was a freshman in college and you were interviewing as the new coordinator for music education at Susquehanna University. And, um, I remember having a conversation with you in the lobby of Stratansky Hall and, um, and then lo and behold, um, you were my professor and mentor for the next three years and, um, we continued to, to work pretty closely together. You were the president of the Pennsylvania Music Education Association while I was very active taking students to festivals and speaking at some conferences. Um, I had a student up, teacher with you. I had a yeah, student teacher. Um, I coached your daughter as she was prepping That's for right. uh, a jazz uh, audition. And, um, and now here we are, you know, however many years later, and um, both of us... 16. Yeah. Woo! So um, why don't you just talk a little bit about what you do at Bucknell and, um, and maybe what led you to, to this spot? Okay. So um, I've been a music teacher for 26 years, uh, in both as a public school music teacher and then in university higher ed. Uh, you and I also worked together for years at camp, so it's a whole another set of adventures that we have had together. Right. So yeah, I interviewed for that job at Susquehanna in January of 2004, uh, which kind of blows my mind because it feels just like yesterday in a lot of ways. Um, so I was at Susquehanna until 2012. I left Susquehanna to go to Bucknell in 2012 and took over a very similar position there, a smaller program really wanted to shift a little bit more focus into research, which um, Bucknell allowed me to do more of that, um, which was really great and very beneficial. Um, Moved through the professorship. So I was tenured at Susquehanna. I gave up tenure to come to Bucknell, was re-tenured at Bucknell, and then got the full professorship there. Um, Gosh, was that two years ago? But in the back of my mind, I've always been interested in higher ed administration. I took some classes in that during my PhD work. Um, Never lost interest in that. Maybe that shifted a little bit. At one time, I thought I'd want to be a university president. Hmm. I don't want to be a university president, (laughs) Um, especially 
COVID-19 has taught me that. Um, but I, uh, Bucknell has this amazing program where faculty can come in for a minimum of three years, possibly a little longer, four years, um, in an associate dean position. Okay. And uh, so I stepped into that position uh, in July. I uh, have been interested in that position since I came to Bucknell. I assumed when I that that position was like mostly administration and a little bit of teaching. And so when I went to talk about it initially um, with the person who was my predecessor, and she, I said, so how many classes do you teach? And she said, oh, you, you don't teach in this position. And I said, oh, okay, well, never mind. I'm not interested anymore. Mm. And so I left and uh, didn't talk about it for a while. And it just kept nagging at me. And um, so I had to come to terms with walking out of the classroom for the first time in ever. Um, and I love this job. I love this job. I think this job is like, um, it's very much like being a music teacher. So I'm the associate dean of faculty for arts and humanities faculty. Uh, I have a little over a hundred faculty, the biggest division in the College of Arts and Sciences at Bucknell. Um, I have 14 departments and programs that I oversee. Uh, plus a seven additional languages um, in the LCL wow. program. So um, it is a new day every day. It is a learning curve um, that is unbelievable for this old brain. Um, but to me, it's very much like being a music teacher on its best days because you just get to help people do great things and then just kind of step back and and watch them do their work and and get out of the way of the event. Um, and to me, that feels very natural because you know my my roots are in the classroom. So um, it's it's an exciting job. COVID nineteen has been a curve, but, but otherwise, that's that's my usual day to day. Sure. Okay. So um, it's interesting because for me. Uh, with you having been my mentor, learning to be a music teacher, um, and having spent 11 years in the classroom myself, um, also made a shift to being an administrator. Um, and actually, with how much you and I have talked, I, I didn't know how much that it had been in the back of your mind that you had kind of thought about that long term. And um, so I'm I'm excited for you and uh, just... Uh, you know, thrilled that that's been able to come to fruition. Um, and now in the same year, uh, we both have made this shift into being administrators in some form or another. Um, in the podcast, uh, I talked to a lot of people from all over the gamut in terms of the performing arts industry. Um, you know, people who are living as in like doing performing as a full-time thing or composing, um, directing, teaching, etc. And um, you very much represent um, uh, one of the first people that I've talked with that has had the predominant part of her career in the academic world. Uh, for people who don't, you know, maybe a high schooler who's listening to this who doesn't know exactly what a dean is, um, I, I kind of compare what I do now when I'm talking to the, the young people that sing with Pittsburgh Youth Chorus. Um, I talked about my role as kind of being like the principal or a superintendent in the school district. Would you say that, like, maybe that, like, principal role, like you're in charge of a group of teachers and working with them and helping them do what they do, um, does that make Yeah, I kind of think of it as um, the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Um, and part of that, or like the, the, uh, maybe I'm the, I'm the, definitely the assistant mayor. I'm not the mayor. Right. Um, because I, I see a college campus as, um, it's its own little state, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're there. So I, I guess our president is the governor, um, you know, like the, I think of it more like that because there are so many things about my job that are about um, healthcare, it, even before all of this happened, right. Um, or health needs or social needs, or, um, you know, it, it's both the academic piece. So it's like both how people work, but also how they live versus, you know, a principal, sometimes I, I could absolutely see that as like, a, as the vice principal, I guess, which is, oh, that's weird, because vice principals to me are always like the, the, the baseball coach who does right. the disciplinary work. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, um, you know, a, a college campus is, is, it's a town, it's, it's just everything. It, it's so much of stuff. And so, um, on a day-to-day basis, I'm dealing, um, you know, with a faculty member who's coming in to tell me that she's getting ready to have a baby and mm-hmm. what is that going to mean for her leave to a faculty member who's thinking about retirement and how is that going to phase out? So, you know, people um, at opposite ends of their career or I'm interviewing a new faculty member or I'm working with a student on a grade dispute against a faculty member or I'm helping um foreign language teaching assistants um, get into the country and I'm working with visas and and navigating that day to day or I'm helping a faculty member get a grant and I'm writing a letter of support right institution for them a lot of HR it's a lot of everything yeah yeah and and really here the best the best way like a typical day for me is summed up Back in the fall, I had two obligations that I had to go to, both part of my job, both requirements. One was this collect, because I also work with faculty collaborative events. Um, So we had been doing this huge week of Holocaust education and support in uh, connection for Brindy Bar, the opera, um, which you know, premiered in a concentration camp in Terrison. And so it had been a, a, a week of out in the schools doing opera education, bringing teachers in to talk about, um, you know, how to teach about the Holocaust um, and offering free professional development. Tons of departments on campus um, were busy, um, involved in this. Uh, and so we were invited to Shabbat uh, at the Jewish Center on campus by our rabbi, campus rabbi. It was beautiful. And so, you know, that was, that's part of my work. I had to, I got to go and I, I had to go, right? This was this, this thing that had been a huge part of, of planning and months of work. And so I had two requirements that night. One was to go to Shabbat. And then I also, in this position, serve on the board of the Campus Theater in Lewisburg. Okay. And it was a mandatory board fundraiser, which was the Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> So in one night, I had to go to Shabbat and then to the Rocky Horror Picture Show back to back, um, like 30 minutes between them. And I thought, yeah, that's about that's about what I do. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So I wore the same outfit to both. I just want to be clear that I did not dress up for the Rocky Horror Picture Show, just to be clear. So. You know, I think one of the things when people think about, when people are thinking about a career in teaching, um, they might look at, I, I know a lot of, 
young musicians, uh, since we are both kind of primarily in the music world, I'll talk from that angle, um, who say, you know, I, I love making music, and so I want to be a high school band director or a high school choir director because that they see that is going to be the thing that kind of gives them the most kind of juice yeah. in terms of making music. And so um, in some cases, that's true. Um, in some cases, jo- those jobs can be hard to come by. In some cases, that person's skill set might not suit them best for that type of teaching role. I, I know a lot of people who like started there but then said, oh, man, I really actually love working with the elementary students. Mm-hmm. Um, but in all of that, what has it meant for you? So I, in some ways, when you t- took on a role instead of teaching students music in the classroom, when you became a college professor, in some ways, at least my perception as one of your students, you, your, your music making, you kind of almost became one more step removed from it because yeah. you, you weren't teaching the students who were making music. You were teaching the students to teach the students to make music. Um, and now you're working with the teachers who teach the teachers to teach the students yeah. to make music. Yeah. Um, so do you still find a way to be musically connected uh, yourself? Well, wow. You know, it, it's funny that you asked that because it was, it, it was very recently. Um, and of course, you know, the world has, has turned upside down here in the last month, but I don't remember what I was, I was doing. I was driving or something. And I just started singing in the car and I came home and I, and I said to, to Ruben, I was, I was like, I, I miss singing. Mm. Like even, even, you know, in teaching college, I was, you know, always singing in class or singing with children because of the tons of programs that we, you know, still run. You know, I was, I was teaching in kindergarten and preschool and working with children with special needs up until my very last day as a full-time faculty teaching faculty member. Right. But now until, you know, less than a year ago. And so every week I was, singing right and I don't (laughs) I don't do that anymore um and and that was that and so Ruben was like well put your iPod on and just knock yourself out what you can do you know um so I that that is something that we've been talking about you know like I I futz at the piano at home on occasion um but that is something I've been talking about. Like, oh, I need to get my guitar out. Like, let's start doing some, let's play some clarinet duets. You know, like that is kind of my coping mechanism. And I need to go back home to that. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I will say that it is rare that we go to a musical event that I don't either know someone, teach someone, you know, um, or or any kind of artistic event. And we've really tried, especially since our our daughter's gone to college and we have a little bit more time, although she's in the arts, you know, too, um, to do more artistic events where we are consuming music and, and theater in support of her, because we just, where, where we just go as participants to just live it and not support a kid or a colleague right? or just, just to go. Um, and that's the skill that I also needed to, to find how to do that again, just to go for music for music's sake. Like I love this piece of music, 
not, I love this piece of music. Oh, and I, and I really love the flute player or right. <laughs> like, just, just go and do it. Yeah. Um, I can say that in my kind of big shift, uh, I, a lot of what I try to teach the, to the services, um, that I offer is like how to think about your, you know, what you need as a human being and, um, and what, uh, you know, what kind of keeps you happy in terms of uh, like, what's the lifestyle that you're looking for as well. Um, and we made this huge shift moving back to Pittsburgh, which, um, brought us closer to family, which meant that we, um, had, you know, not only family to kind of support us and be, um, kind of pouring into the life of our son as well. Um, but we also had babysitters. Um, and we had this, um, kind of new world of being connected with people in the arts and being offered complimentary tickets because this theater collaborates with Pittsburgh Youth Chorus. And um, so we had a babysitter and somewhere to go. And it, it's something that we haven't done in a long time. And it's, um, it's, it is a kind of a breath of fresh air to have that, that shift in lifestyle. Right. Yeah. It's, it is definitely, um, I mean, Rachel has pushed us in the theater world to explore more or think differently about, um, you know, I could go see a musical every night and I'd be thrilled by that. But, um, you know, she's, she's pushed us to dig a little deeper. <laughs> yeah. Although she, she could go see a musical every night and be okay with it too. Um, so we've really done that. We've, uh, Ruben has discovered a love for Irish music. Um, and so we've gone to several sessions in the area, formal and informal uh, and anytime a Celtic group comes through and, you know, we just like, it's, it's lifelong learning. Right. And so I'm trying to lifelong learn through the arts mm-hmm. in a way that's different from how I've spent my whole life learning about the arts. So, yeah, sure. But I need to sing more. Yeah. Thank you so much to Kim Council for taking time to talk with us today. If you are interested in learning more about career design in the performing arts, you can do so by visiting artsboundcareerdesign.com. Chris Lidecker composes our theme music. I'm Lee Savalixic. Thanks for listening.